Welcome back to the Zone, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Sterling Holmes, we're heading behind enemy lines and bringing on Murph from Raiders Fan Radio and Fan Sided. Murph, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm sure uh, all of Kansas City is thrilled to hear a Raiders podcaster on the show, but I promise I'll do a better job in KC than Todd Blackledge and Elvis Gerback. <laughs> what do Raiders fans get on Black Friday? Is it like just black face paint, those spiky shoulder pads? Uh, is it is it eyeliner to remember Derek Carr? <laughs> I just I just stick with the spike shoulder pads and the eye black in my office. That's it. I don't I don't leave the house. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the actual game instead of taking jabs at each other. Um, the, the Chiefs head into Arrowhead West, which is Las Vegas, to face them. And the, the Raiders do have a lot of things going their way right now. They are four and one at home, but ever since they canned Josh McDaniels, which again I have zero idea how he ever got another opportunity, they've done way better with Antonio Pierce. They're playing for each other. The vibes are high. I get they've beaten some bad teams, but again, they've actually beaten those teams. What are the Raiders looking like right now uh, under Pierce compared to with McDaniels? Yeah, you know, you, you your uh, term there, vibes are high, I think freaking you know explains it all of everything that not only the team is going through, but also the fan base has been energized. Uh, Antonio Pierce brings what it is to be a Raider. Uh, to this football team, you know, through this process recently, and I've been a, I've been a Raider fan since I was born. I've been around this, this, you know, this planet a half a century. And you know, one of the things that took me even this long to learn is that it takes a very unique individual to be a coach because the Raiders are are unique to themselves. And they, and I think even even Kansas City fan could acknowledge that that the, that the Raiders are 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 very independent of what the rest of the league looks like. And when we ask our like a, uh, a former player like Lincoln Kennedy uh, about that, he he says, you know, the only thing that the Raiders do like the rest of the league is play football. Everything else they do is, is different. So you can't bring in somebody like a Josh McDaniels and even Dave Ziegler to a certain extent and, 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 and impart, you know, the Patriot way or any other types of way. you got to do things. you got to do Raider stuff the way the Raider stuff is meant to be done. And Antonio Pierce gets that. And the players get that. You know, when you when you, you listen to comments from a guy like Max Crosby, uh, he'll tell you, like, this Raider thing is unique and it's different. I'm, I'm, I don't fit in everywhere in real life just like, and so I, but I do fit in here, and so that's what he, this, the, the, this coach has brought to us, and, and we could be more fired up, and, and it's clearly showing on the, on the play on the field as well. Well, I want to talk about Max Crosby again as we are behind Raider lines with Murph right here. Max Crosby is questionable for the game. What is his chances of suiting up, and not just just Max Crosby, but Robert Spillane is questionable, uh, Colton Miller, your offensive tackle, is questionable, and then Jack Jones, the cornerback, which of course you got from the Patriots. You know, the Patriots said no, he's kind of a head case, and the Raiders said, you know what, yeah, we'll, we'll take that on. Um, those four guys in particular, those guys are questionable. What, what are their chances of suiting up on Sunday? I think pretty good for the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Max Crosby has, I mean, anybody that's familiar with his game knows that that guy plays every snap. He goes hard every down. I mean, his motor is is absolutely relentless. I, I, out of the, the players that you just brought up, the moment I'm most concerned about, and I think we are as Raider Nation, is is Colton Miller. I mean, clearly when Colton Miller is he's off our best offensive lineman, and when he's not on the field, we struggle in the running game. And listen, your pass rush is legit, man. You got Karloftis is, is, is playing well. Chris Jones is being Chris Jones. Like, we got to slow down that pass rush, and especially even in, in the interior. And although Colton Miller plays the outside for us to tackle, 
Uh, he's kind of the you know the the cog in that in that line, and so we're really going to need a healthy Colton Miller, and I think we're going to get him back this week, and hopefully we're going to have everybody everybody back and healthy, and we're going to need a full squad. Listen, I mean, you know, we can well, I can I can talk all the smack I want, but you know, at the end of the day, the Chiefs have had our number uh, going back to just a couple years ago when you guys hung 48 on us for crying out loud. I mean, so um, you know, the Raiders have a tall task. I think they're playing inspired football, and based on the two wins that we got against the New York teams and how well we did slowing down Miami. I think there's a shot. I think we got a better look at this game uh, than we have in a minute, and so I'm looking forward to you know a, a you know, pretty competitive football game. And, and again, it's going to start for us with the, up front. It's going to start in the trenches on the offensive line and defensive line for that matter. Aiden O'Connell is fascinating to me because I look at him, I'm like, this this guy's no. I'm just I just sitting here going no. Like like why move on from Jimmy G? Is he better than Jimmy G? I, what does he bring to the table? Because again, he's playing some pretty solid football in his own right. He's starting to get a nice connection going once again with Devontae Adams. He's actually using his weapons. Uh, you know, Hunter Renfro is finally starting to get more involved, which I don't know why he was destined for purgatory just a few weeks ago. You know, Jacoby Myers, Mike Mayers, your tight end's actually a pretty solid player as, as well. You know, what does Aiden O'Connell bring to the table? I think he brings that uh, like that cool and and you know nature to him. You know, you don't you don't see him really sweat a lot under pressure. You don't see him make forced decisions. Um, you know, he's a young player, and he's a fourth-round guy. And so, you know, the speed of the NFL is the biggest thing that, that we're seeing that he needs to get caught up with. But that's true for, for most players, and, and let alone a fourth-rounder out of Purdue. So, um, but we did see him light it up quite a bit when he was in college. So he's got that ability once, once he gets, gets up with the speed of the game. But I think it's just that. It's, that. it's that processing. You know, we saw it in the latter part of Derek Carr's career. We saw it with Jimmy G when they would get under pressure, they'd get happy feet, they'd step into contact. You know, there's and and Aiden O'Connell is not an elusive guy, and that's that's the other knock against him as well is that you know he, he has he has trouble sometimes in the pocket and, and getting out. And when you when you watch him, sometimes you, you really want to see him have a little more escapability to him. But that was never part of his game. But anyways, but it looks different though than when when we're watching Derek Carr, when we were watching Jimmy G, where they're just I mean they're they're literally pitter patter with their feet and then you know running into contact. So. Um, so thankfully he brings that about him is that he can stand confidently back there in the pocket, take a shot, deliver the ball downfield. And he's, and he's doing a good job of pressing the ball downfield more. And, you know, it's, it's still a little bit uh, to to get figured out on our end, being that we let go, you know, obviously letting go of, of, of Josh McDaniels and then also Mike Lombardi, basically the, the, the two guys that, that developed this offense and we're calling these plays. So now we see the reemergence of, of, of Hunter Renfro. We see Michael Mayer starting to get more involved. So is that because of the quarterback change or is that because we're doing something so much different offensively? Like some of those things are going to remain to be seen. And I think we're going to those all those questions are going to get answered for us this week. And, and frankly, and, you know, you guys have a lot of big games because you're the champs and you got targets on your back every week. This is the biggest game of the season for us. This is this game is going to define what the Raiders' uh, season is going to be in 2023. Uh, we're going to find out if we can if we can run with the big dogs, and we're going to find out, uh, you know, how inspired a football that this team can play. Murph from Raiders Fan Radio is our guest right here on the Zone Sports Radio 810 WHB with Antonio Pierce. It feels like he is fighting, and the players are fighting for him to get a actual get, get get the the terminology off of interim head coach and become the actual head coach long term how much do you believe that he's actually the guy now you talked about him a little earlier on in this segment but as far as him being the actual guy long term for the raiders is this in the realm of possibilities here 
I think so. I mean, you know, he's already proved. I mean, listen, we haven't seen a culture change like this. You know, certainly not within Raider Nation. But even I would, I would even argue the NFL. Maybe what Dan Campbell did with the Lions and that and that turnaround in terms of changing the culture of the locker room and the entire spirit of the organization. Antonio Pierce has done that, and so but just by that alone, I think that it, it, he deserves a good look at uh, having that interim tag uh, taken off of off of his title. And and uh, you know, we're looking forward to seeing where he can take the team. At I think he's going to look. He's a uh, young coach as well, right? So he's going to have his challenges. We haven't seen him in some really critical game management situations yet. Uh, last week he was criticized a little bit for kicking a lot of the field goals, and, uh, or, or excuse me, not kicking field goals and going for it on fourth downs, trying to score a touchdown to tie the game. But when you his his you know his reasoning behind it was sound. It was like, look, we're on the road. It's an early game against one of the best teams in the AFC. We're trying to get out of here. We're trying to tie the game up, or we're trying to you know take the lead and, and get out of here and go home and not give them the ball back so I kind of understand it uh, but anyways bottom line though when he gets into those critical you know coaching situations you know clock management late in the game things like that we haven't seen him in those situations yet so that's going to uh, something he's got left to prove and then also offensively being that he's a defensive guy well what happens to good offensive coordinators and coaches in the league they get promoted and go on mm-hmm. to be head coaches somewhere else so we're going to have a constant cycle of offensive minds coming through the Raiders organization should we keep Antonio Pierce's and off as a, as a defensive coach. So there are a couple of things out there that are challenging, but I, I'm with it. All of Raider Nation is, is behind this guy. If the, and it's been a long time since we felt unified as a fan base. I mean, uh, Lord have mercy, we all got sick of arguing about Derek Carr for nine freaking years. So <laughs> it's kind of nice to... You know, it's kind of nice to be now where we're all pulling the same rope and all rooting for the same guy. So the Chiefs' defense is elite when it comes to stopping pass catchers, when they're just stopping opposing quarterbacks. Because let's be real now, when you hold A.J. Brown to eight yards, when you hold Tyreek Hill to, what was it, 60, when you when you lock up Justin Jefferson before that injury, uh, you are incredible. Looking at just some numbers right here, the Chiefs' uh, defense is basically third, second, first, fourth, and so many statistics when it comes to stopping the pass. But against the D, against rushing attacks, they're middle of the pack, right? They get 4.5 yards per rush, which is 28th in the NFL. But uh, according to opponents' rush yards per game, they're 18th. They're a little bit better in the red zone when it comes to stopping the run. But Josh Jacobs has been very inefficient this year, right? You look at 661 yards, you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty good, right? But on 200 carries, that's 3.3 yards a rush. How ineffective? What do you take away? Where, where is Josh Jacobs at this point in his career? You know, that, that's a great question, and that's something that you know, looking at when you look at his statistics through the course of his career, he had a pretty good year as rookie year. Then he fell off a little bit years two and three, and then you know, then he comes back and you know he leads the league in rushing. And because of that little bit of inconsistency, that's why the team doesn't pick up his fifth year option. So. Um, <clears throat> You know, so here we are with, with, with Josh having a little bit of inconsistency to his, to his game this year. But that said, uh, like I've talked about with Colton Miller, it's literally that important to us to have Colton Miller in the lineup to get Josh going because when Colton's in the game, Josh seems to be a heck of a lot more productive. And so, you know, being that you guys are, which I think is by design from the way that I understand it, that you guys typically will kind of, you know, look, you want to try to grind us out and run the football, go ahead, because we're just going to hang 30 up anyways. So, you know, so I I think that might be by design a little bit. But if that's the case, but that's where we're strong. So we've got to take advantage of that. You know, we've got to try to, you know, see if we can't get some chunk plays in the running game and then hopefully get some play action going. And, you know, I know we got a big test, you know, in your, in your, uh, you know, defensive 
backfield with McDuffie and Snead over there. So um, that's, that's going to be a challenge. So maybe, you know, even work the middle of the field for us with Run Renfro and Mayer. But it all is gonna, it's all going to hinge around our offensive line and that running game, as you mentioned. And so we need Josh Jacobs to be the, you know, the league-leading rusher that we know he can be. And, uh, and, and I, 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 I'm, we're pretty confident. Of course, again, I, you know, I'm my silver and black heart pumps silver and black blood, and I can be delusional. So I, I think we got a shot. But, it seems um, like a medical we'll, we'll, issue. Yeah, on, on, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Murph. That sounds like a medical <laughs> issue. <laughs> well, you know what? If you, this is pretty much being a Raider fan is a medical issue. That's, that's 100% true. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Devontae Adams, Jacoby Meyer, and just your, your, your weapons a little bit more here because, again, the Chiefs have been so good shutting those guys down. You know, everyone always says, yeah, well, A.J. Brown's different. Oh, yeah, well, Tyreek Hill's different. But they lock those guys up. Now, I do think Devontae Adams, again, is different, but how will he step up? Who do you expect to step up from the offensive weapons, not Josh Jacobs, but wide receiver-wise for the Raiders in this game? I think this is uh, this is Hunter Renfro's. I don't want to call it a breakout game because I mean he's been on the map for a while. But you, you talked about the only person that could stop Hunter Renfro was Josh McDaniels, you know. And so, uh, being that that he's now starting to reemerge, we love uh, Coach Pierce is calling him crazy legs. You know, the thing that that Hunter does does well, and the thing that clashed against the Josh McDaniels system is that. He's he's a he's a very improvisational route runner. He he kind of he does some wild stuff out there when you watch him. And and under John Gruden's system, it would be okay. You got to get to this spot. Now, how you get to that spot? Knock yourself out, Hunter. Just go do Hunter stuff, but get to that spot so Derek can get the ball to you. And that's what happened. And at one point, you know, he guy had 103 catches for us and was our leading receiver. So you know, we know Hunter Renfro uh, can be successful in an offense. But in the Josh McDaniel system, it was you got to run it this very specific. Way. Well, when you try to handcuff your guy, then you try to stuff him into a box that he, he, he isn't going to be successful, at, then, you know, the overall success suffered. So, anyway, so Hunter Infro, as you mentioned, I mean, he disappeared. I mean, he was gone from this offense, just like we didn't see Michael Mayer uh, have any impact or the guy that we moved up to get in the second round and then don't feature him in the offense. And meanwhile, Sam Laporta, you know, lighting the league up at tight end. So, it was so confusing to us on, on why it was going this way. So, to answer your question, you know, that's the guy that's going to get loose. I mean, Hunter Renfro, because now Pierce is letting him just be who he is. And, you know, I think with having guys like Devontae and Jacoby Myers and even a Trey, a Trey Tucker, who's a rookie out of Cincinnati, if, if uh, your, your, your uh, Chiefs fans aren't familiar with Trey, you will be on Sunday. Uh, he's going to get involved in this offense. He's a shorter guy, but he can fly. And so he's going to, those guys are going to be pushing the, uh, you know, the, your, your, your defensive backs downfield. And that's going to allow Hunter and Michael Mayer to work down low. And so I think that we're going to see a lot at a, at a Hunter Renfro. I expect a big day out of him. Uh, Murph from um, Raiders fan radio joining us right now. The Zone Sports Radio eight ten WHB. You talked about the offense here. Give us give us an X factor on defense. Who do you think needs to step up for the Raiders against Kansas City to have any sort of shot? Well, I guess we got. I mean, it's got to be. You know, I, the X factor for our defense. The guy that's and me, Antonio Pierce even said the, the the guy that we're. If I had to build a football team around him, uh, I would I would start. Or if I had to build a football team. I would start with this guy. And he was talking about Bob Spillane. And Bob Spillane mm-hmm. is playing. Incredibly inspired football. He's, he's creating turnovers. He's picking the ball off. He's doing things that we haven't seen a middle linebacker for the Raiders do, uh, going all the way back to, uh, you know, Kirk Morrison in 2006. I mean, it's been a long, long time. But, you know, whoever, I would say this, but ultimately, though, that's picking a player. But outside of that, whoever is covering Travis Kelsey, 
do that. Like, that's the most important guy on our defense every freaking play because we know we've seen Travis Kelsey have, like, you know, four receptions for four touchdowns and 25 yards against us. You know what I mean? Like, it's like every time you look up in the red zone, Travis Kelsey's wide open. I'm like, what are we doing? And so whether that's that Nate Hobbs or whether that's, you know, Spillane, whoever it is, it's got to come down. And I expect it's probably going to be Nate Hobbs. Uh, Nate Hobbs for us is a, is a, is a slot corner um, that's, a, that's a, a bigger guy and, and, and can you know, cover and run with any tight end in the league. So I imagine it's going to be number 39, so look for him. But that's it. That's it for us, man. We've got to slow down. Travis Kelsey because he just absolutely murders us. Uh, all right, Murph. Like, you know, like Jamal Charles, like Jamal Charles used to get. Remember that game with Jamal Charles that had like freaking you know four <laughs> oh, screenplays. Do, do, do I remember oh. Murph? Come on, that's all we had back then. It was just the Jamal show. <laughs> oh, terrible. Uh, all right, Murph. Before I let you go here, score prediction. What do you got? Let's see how, oh, let's see how delusional you are. <laughs> well, this was. I'm gonna let you know. I, I joked around the other day when you and I talked at Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I said forty to three Raiders, uh, and, and was being silly. But in all actuality, I expect a close game. It's going to be a one score game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Raiders in a close one. So let's go Raiders uh, twenty seven twenty four. Oh man, he is delusional, Kyle. I mean, you, you hear this guy? You hear this guy? Twenty seven points against the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense has not given yeah, up more than 24. Hey, hey, Murph, you want to do a little little friendly bet on this one? Yes. Because if the Chiefs give up 20, what, what do you want to bet on this one? I, I, can we bet on air, Kyle? I, we're not money, of course, because we're not crossing state lines, okay? The feds calm down. We'll bet something good on this. <laughs> Maybe some bourbon or something like that. A hundred percent, absolutely. Oh man, yeah. Let's we'll, we'll 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 swap out a bottle of booze. Oh, there we go. We'll send you some some Las Vegas vodka. Oh no 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 no! Come on, no no no! Vodka over here. We're 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 going bourbon. Of course it would be. What are, what are you doing? Walking around with vodka? You gonna, you're you gonna hurt I'm someone? Think of something that would be from Vegas, like a distillery from Vegas. Okay, okay fine. We'll try to keep it regional. Try to keep it regional. We'll keep it regional. Bourbon, I'll send you. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll send you a bottle of Woodson whiskey. Shout out Charles Woodson and Woodson whiskey. I'll send you a bottle of Woodson whiskey. There we go, Murph. There we go. By the way, what do Raiders fans get on Black Friday? Like shanks or? <laughs> no. no, we've already got all that stuff in house. <laughs> yeah, we've already got that. We're already uh, loaded up. Our arsenals are already loaded. You're already loaded. Well, like like those, those like little maces. Ankle trip. <laughs> well, most of us have ankle trackers on anyways and can't leave our house. <laughs> Murph, make sure you all follow him on Twitter. He's a really good Raiders fan. Underscore Murph. Again, Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you check it out. Proud partner of Fan Sided and Just Blog, baby. Murph, really do appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate you, brother, man. Have a, good, have a good one, and we'll talk to you after Sunday. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.